0: You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Not in a minute, we lie. We,
1: we live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL. Major League Baseball and Fantasy Sports. I'm Doug Branson. I'm under the weather today, so bear with me. I cover the Charlotte Hornets for FanRagSports.com. I'm joined by my co-host, David Walker, the man, the myth, the legend. He's been covering the Hornets since they were the Bobcats for AtTheHive.com. Welcome in, David.
0: Doug, it's good be here as always. Sorry you're not feeling well. Let's see if we can turn that around.
1: Well we got some good talk to to talk about today including a couple of head coaching candidates for the Charlotte Hornets some very interesting names being floated around so we want to get to those uh profile those uh and uh mention uh, the funniest moment from this weekend of playoff action had nothing to do with what happened on the court it was our good friend Greg Popovich have you heard this <laughs> post game post game interview that he did <laughs> They're always... First of all, it
0: never has to do with stuff in the court. It's always the best. No.
1: Uh, it, was, it was beautiful. It was amazing. Yeah. And so we'll play it for you a little later in the show. Yeah. Uh, but quick programming note before we get into the rest of this show. Quick one, but a big one. So, David, we've been doing this podcast in some form for five seasons now. Uh, when we started, we just wanted to provide a different voice on a team that both you and I loved very much instead of that happening, that that did happen. but but also, our amazing listeners turned this in to a burgeoning community for hardcore hornets fans and and really supported us to the point where I really feel comfortable saying that we became a legitimate place for Charlotte Pro Sports analysis. And honestly, I didn't think that was that was going to happen when we first started this. It was I started as a hobby. Uh, but it turned into something much, much bigger. And, and so much of that was because of, of your support. Uh, but now, uh, David and I have decided it's time for someone else to take the baton. This will be our last week as permanent host of Locked On Hornets. Next Monday, Walker Mail of ESPN 730's Wake Up Call morning show will take the reins of this show. Uh, it will continue to be daily. It will continue to be great. It will continue to provide you with uh, the the daily analysis of the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA that you've come to know and love from us. And uh, Walker Mail is amazing. You're going to hear more from him later this week. Uh, you'll still hear us on the show every now and then. I'll be behind the scenes helping to produce. And David will still, I assume, be tweeting about sneakers. <laughs>
0: Of course, Doug. Yeah, not an easy decision for either one of us, I don't think. It was a labor of love, I think, for the duration. And we really got into a groove, I think. But, I mean, I think you hit it on the head. We owe so much to those of you that have listened either from the beginning or you just tuned in or have conversed with us on Twitter or Instagram or wherever, Facebook. That's been the biggest thing for me. It's just been the interactions that we've created and the small little community that you mentioned, Doug, of loyal crazy insane Hornets fans
1: (laughs) yeah and we've been through a lot I mean we've been through two uh, playoff appearances and we've seen some highs and seen some lows but again the show will go on and we will go on we'll still be a part of the show Uh, but I trust I know Walker he's been on the show uh, and and I go on ESPN 730's wake-up call all the time Uh, he's a huge basketball head he's a he knows a lot about the Charlotte Hornets and uh, he's going to really rock this show and he's excited to get started as well. So follow him uh, on Twitter at Walker Mail, M-E-H-L. I'm going to double check that on Twitter to make sure I follow him, but you know, you, everybody has different uh, tags. Let me, let me double check right. this. Walker, I want to make sure he's getting followed at the correct place. Yes, Walker Mail, M-E-H-L. Follow him on Twitter, and you're going to hear from him later in the week. But let's move on. Let's talk about Uh, Mitch Kupchak, new general manager of the Charlotte Hornets. David, he is cleaning house. According to Yahoo Sports' Chris Mannix, the new GM is doing what he describes as a full reset. He tweeted that Charlotte has fired most of its training staff, its analytics department. Probably uh, this was not in the tweet, David, but probably not a leap to think the scouts got the the bootski as well. Was this a? We'll yep. start with this question. Is was that a smart move? Was that the right move by Mitch Kupchak to come in and say, "All right, full reset. We're resetting the the Nintendo Entertainment System. We're blowing on the cartridge. We're going to try this thing again."
0: <laughs> Great reference, Doug. I love it. Thank you. I, I think at this point, you know, he started down that track, and for him to come in, he's got to take the reins completely. So I think if you're going to give him the reins and you're going to hand the keys over to him, then he's got to do what he wants to do, and that includes pretty much doing a full reset as far as off the court, you know, front office and staffing goes. And, and you couldn't have watched this team for the last five years and not think that at some level there needed to be a refresh across the board. Um, and the easiest place, or let me say this, it's easier to do that in the situation they are now than it is to snap your fingers and do something on the court. So, you know, there was a bit of a culture reset, I think, that needed to happen. And to be honest, you know, the um, some of the departments uh, – we don't like to see anyone lose their jobs. Right. Um, but, but like, I just think a refreshed approach, maybe some new ideas or will do that organization some good in that building.
1: I like that the two metaphors that you used to describe the, what they were giving the
0: reins and the keys and the track,
1: right? So you're, you're <laughs> taking us through the history of transportation. Like he has <laughs> the reins, he has the keys to the car. He's got the fuel for the rocket ship. He's got uh, the the quantum physics that allows him He's got the to Mr. teleport. Fusion. Yeah, right. exactly. I just bought. <laughs> I just bought tickets. That's it's funny you mentioned that. I just bought tickets to the summer pop series. They're gonna like, they're gonna uh, put Back to the Future on a big HD screen, and yeah. then the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra is going to do the music in sync with the movie. How cool is that? Ooh. Yeah. So anyway, there's my advertisement for uh, Charlotte Symphony Orchestra
0: you are listening to the locked on hornets podcast don't sign him to a, a 40 million dollar contract <laughs> can you shoot well that hold is on, the caveat on, if he can shoot on. i yeah. would, uh, would be good get more hornets analysis on LockedonHornets.com.
1: Uh but i, I agree with you david i think that the 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 upsetting thing probably would have been to take a half measure at this point right now because a lot of fans are are frustrated with the, the current uh, malaise that this franchise is in not not being good enough to make the playoffs and make a difference in the playoffs but also not being bad enough to to secure uh, the, you know one of those top three spots. In the draft, that could change the direction of the franchise in the way that it has for teams like Philadelphia. So, yeah, I, I think that you know, you, when you when you bring in a guy with that much experience, you have to assume, and that's why I felt like Steve Clifford was not long for this franchise when when mm-hmm. that decision was made to bring Mitch in because you know he does have he does have. So much sway in the league, and he had a lot of sway with the Lakers, that I didn't think that he was going to come in and and keep things status quo. Uh, So let's talk about a couple of the names. Speaking of that open head coaching job, let's talk about a couple of the names that have been floated around for the Charlotte Hornets. First, David Fisdale said to possibly be a top candidate for the head coaching job. This comes from Mitch Lawrence of Sporting News and XM NBA Radio he tweeted this before the hornets announced Steve Clifford's firing they were already starting a background check on Dave Fisdale the ex Memphis Grizzlies head coach per nba sources seen as a leading candidate so maybe not top candidate maybe leading candidate i don't know if that's a, a distinction without a difference but yeah. uh, what do we what do we what do we know about david fisdale what kind of david what kind of coach would he be uh, if if the Hornets were to get an interview with him and 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 select him as the head coach,
0: well, Fisdell rose, rose up through the Heat organization, I believe, right with Spolstra right. and LeBron and Wade and those championship teams, and mm-hmm. then I was really impressed with what he did in Memphis. Um, got a short term there in Memphis, and of course had one of the great press conferences of all time—a drop that we use almost daily here on the Take show. That for um, data. That's exactly right. And we mentioned him last week, Doug, when this news broke of Steve Clifford exiting, that he would be a guy that could probably bring some renewed energy himself uh, to this locker room and to this team. So I think he's certainly got to be one of the top choices out there. Again, Memphis, this time in Memphis was a, was an odd one, but I was pretty impressed with what he did there.
1: Yeah, he went 50-51 and 51 as head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies, did take them to one uh, playoff appearance, and then was abruptly fired at the beginning of this season uh, when – Uh, The Grizzlies decided to hit a full reset of their own. Uh, His tenure there was marked by a lot of injuries to star players. That sounds a little familiar. Uh, But the relationship between Fisdale and Marc Gasol seemed to be, in a word, awful. Uh, And the Grizzlies decided to hit the tank button, so uh, that activated the ejector seat in Fisdale's office. But here's how Chandler Parsons described him. He's just real. He's such a realist. He calls it how he sees it. There's no sugarcoating with him. He's got this aura and this attitude that he's young and he's cool and he knows how to relate to players. But without going nuts, without screaming, without degrading players, he has a way of getting his message across. And I think the way he delivers everything uh, is key. So that's sort of a little look into his personality and coaching style. Uh, he, he has experience coming into a team filled with veterans and taking them into a new direction, so I think if the Hornets plan to hold on to a lot of this roster or are unable to move some of these contracts, then you at least know you would be bringing in someone who is used to doing that. He joined the Grizzlies at what was clearly the end of the grit-and-grind era. He changed Memphis from a post-first offense to a Connolly centered offense that meant more three-pointers and less Zebo. And uh, they increased the pace without losing steam defensively. They were still a top 10 defense uh, despite getting more three-point shots up, despite increasing the pace. And that's something I think that will certainly be attractive to Kupchak, who at his introductory press conference said he wanted to see more up-and-down basketball, more more pace. And we, we know that the Hornets definitely need some more space uh, because there were times this season, David, that they really struggled – not only to make three-point shots, but also to take them. They, they were not getting good looks from beyond the arc, and uh, it, it hurt them at times offensively.
0: Yeah, and you know what would really be cool about this hire? If you look at that quote that's always grabbed, the one that you just dropped, the data quote, what came before that is I think the more important thing, obviously, was he was talking about his team You know, not getting punked, not being pushed around. Not being um, I think it was a lot of it was you're official not, directed. He's
1: well, he said, You're not gonna rook us, which is we <laughs> right. always listen, we always drop yeah. to take that for data because we we talk stats oh, and that's just a no, perfect one to drop. That but the best yeah, yeah, yeah. part the actually the best, most underrated drop from that conference is you're not gonna rook us. That's oh, yeah. great. <laughs> Using rook as a verb, you're not gonna treat us like rookies, but he says you're not gonna rook us. And he's standing up for his players. And right. I think that's important. I just I I feel ultimately that you know the the changes that that Fizdel tried to make to that Grizzlies team uh, r- rubbed Gasol in particular the wrong way, and maybe maybe it was a little too quick that it happened, um, or 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 whatever. Uh, but him and Gasol clearly didn't see eye to eye, and ultimately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and, and listen, Memphis has uh, uh, not been afraid to change coaches over the years, even when they've been good. So I don't take I don't take his firing yep. to mean a, a whole lot. I think he's a very talented coach and would be a nice addition for the Charlotte Hornets if they were able to make that hire.
0: Yeah, but he'll be in demand. I mean, was he in gold? Where did he, was he in Golden State yesterday? I thought I saw him in the crowd. I know I saw him in the crowd at one of those games. It was a Golden State. Did you happen to catch that?
1: I didn't, uh, but I know he's being interviewed by the New York Knicks. That's been reported. Right. He'll have to compete with former Knicks coach Mike Woodson, who's oh, an Lord. assistant now with Clippers. How in the world?
0: <laughs> what is going on? The you Knicks?
1: Are, does <laughs> no one remembers? Like uh, the Knicks, the Knicks fans, and the Knicks organization were just beside themselves with Mike Woodson at one point. They just couldn't take it anymore and had to get rid of this guy. And now they want to go back. Oh, my God, the Knicks. Oh. <laughs> this is Locked on Hornets. we got a couple of rookies here. i got David spreading fake
0: news. Guess what? Four championship games in a row. Continuous success, sustainability. I've got Steve Bob not plugging in his headphones. Which Aunt's I would clear. love to see JaVale McGee, uh, you know, get out there on the ice velodrome or whatever you call those things.
1: This is a professional show we're trying to run here. Only. Oh on the locked on podcast network your team every day um, okay let's let's move on to one other name uh, and well there's two other names but uh, the, the one uh, that we've gotten really official word on is Atori uh, Messina who is one of the top assistants for Greg Popovich in San Antonio. The Hornets reportedly have permission to interview Atori Messina. It's a name that's uh, known amongst uh, people who follow the NBA closely, but I wouldn't say is sort of a mainstream name. Uh, He is familiar with Mitch Kupchak from his time as a consultant under Mike Brown in Los Angeles. Uh, He won four championships in top European leagues. He's also the, the head coach for the Italian national team. He's considered by ESPN's Kevin Arnovitz as a top head coaching candidate. And, uh, David, what do you think about Atori Messina as a name uh, being floated there for the Hornets at that head coaching position?
0: Yeah, no for evaluating talent, developing talent, something the Hornets have lacked here of late. Um, and, you know, coming from that Spurs organization, obviously can't hurt you. I think if you're going to find talent from anywhere, you would start first and foremost with anyone on Greg Popovich's uh, bench there. And I think the international – Angle is, is a is a bonus as well. Um, so this will be an interesting hire. And one that I think, you know, like you said, a lot of people might not know about, but I think the Spurs gives them credibility automatically. And like you said, that, you know, NBA insiders have kind of earmarked this guy for a head role uh, at some point. So I think for the Hornets to get in there, they're looking at the right people, it feels like, so far with the names we've heard.
1: Yeah, but, they, but he's been earmarked, I feel like, for multiple seasons now so I think a yeah. question comes up as to what has kept him so far because there have been there have been openings out there what has kept Messina so yeah. far from from getting one of those spots and I think part of it is his personality and demeanor. Uh, and a lot of these international guys get this reputation uh, of being uh, aggressive and demanding. In a way, and we we we've talked about Steve Clifford in that way that that the, the style of play that he uh, the style of play that he wants to play is demanding, but Clifford also had this understanding that came from coaching under the Van Gundy's and came from coaching a lot of uh, top stars in this league, and the understanding was: look, these guys are they're not only professionals. They're not only the top players uh, they've been, they've been the top player in basketball for most of their adult life you know they've been the number one guy and they make a lot of money mm-hmm. so so the way you have to deal with these players if you want to get your message across and if you want them to be successful so that you can be successful is it's a careful dance it's a careful balance uh, you can't just scream at these guys when they do something wrong like there there is a there's a strategy and a way to deal with these human beings but but human beings that have again been skilled and and been the number one thing at what they do for their entire lives there's just a way you have to go about it and and for I would say four seasons Clifford was successful in doing that and you know I, I wonder if if that's what's kept Atori Messina as a top assistant because in overseas it might just be different where where these players are all they're they're sort of they're struggling to to make it somewhat and and it can be more you know I guess the what I'm saying is like you can yell at these guys a little bit more overseas right. Right. And um I just wonder if there is a little bit of issue with fit, and that was a problem, David, if you remember during the Mike Dunlap era Yes. now the I think,
0: but I think the key
1: difference issues. there is that again, and and Clifford talked a little bit about this when he was after he came back from his um, his health scare, that you know if you you can lose the trust of your players in the course of a couple of games, if you don't have the right answers. And I think that's what Dunlap suffered from. Like he was both demanding and, and rubbed players the wrong way personally, but also wasn't respected. Like his, his basketball acumen was not respected by the, by the players there. So I don't think that would be a problem for Messina who is generally regarded as, as knowing what wins in the NBA. Mm Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you wonder if if bringing him into into this veteran roster would be the right match.
0: It's going to be a little bit bumpy, right? I mean, it's not going to be the Spurs, although they've had their their, their bumps this year. Uh, but yeah, I think if you're comparing those to Fizdale, especially based on like comments from Parsons that you read off there, seems to have a leg up in um, being being a player's coach or someone they could, you know, uh, get on board with.
1: Could there be a Kawhi connection there? Could you bring...
0: Oh.
1: All right, now I'm just I'm starting things now. Could you... Do you think they're, they're thinking about bringing Messina Are you start, in yeah. to, to lure Kawhi Leonard, who is still not back for the San Antonio Spurs, who continues to watch from yeah. the sidelines as the Spurs get absolutely handled by the Golden State Warriors? Could they, could they be angling for a possible... Deal to bring Kawhi to Charlotte.
0: I think they might have better luck getting pop.
1: Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear? (laughs) This is like a perfect transition to do you want to hear this clip of Greg Popovich after the game one loss to the Golden State Warriors? All right, let's pull this up. This is Greg Popovich walking into his post game press conference after the Spurs were absolutely dismantled by Kevin Durant and the Warriors.
0: So I'm supposed to be here. What if what if I don't what if I don't like?
1: He's like grabbing the Gatorade. He's gonna he's There's gonna so give it to Gatorade, Gatorade I now.
0: Him. I don't want to promote that. <laughs> I'm just teasing. you. Jesus. He's just joshing you. I have a sense of humor, will you? <laughs> Just because you got your ass kicked tonight doesn't mean you have to I have no sense of humor. <laughs> okay, what citrus. do you want? <laughs> I'm so tired of this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What went wrong for you guys tonight? Uh, What went
0: wrong for us? Yeah, this afternoon. Sorry. Acceptable. They played better than we did. Okay. Uh Noted.
1: Anything else, Coach? Coach, uh, you started uh, Danny Green uh, basically on Kevin. Was that – I mean, did Mm -hmm. did that work very well?
0: Did (laughs) you watch the game? (laughs) Oh, God. What do you think? (laughs) Did it It work? It didn't work very well. So we'll Uh, – have Danny grow four or five inches by Monday night. <laughs> and tell him to jump higher and move quicker, and we'll tell Kevin, "Don't be so good."
1: Seems like a seems like a solid plan. All
0: right. Well, I was just telling his plans. Gosh, yeah, revealing I mean, you revealing keep, your, keep your your secrets, battle plan. I'm
1: gonna grow Danny Green four to five inches.
0: Oh man. I mean, I know some people may be tiring and maybe think this is a, a shtick, but I, I I can't get enough And that. You know, I'm sorry. I if, I if this is the way it's going to go, I have to get swept and, and I just want uh, interviews. Just go to the interview room and let's do that. It's
1: difficult them. because on the one hand, like if, if I did have, the problem is if I did have a legitimate basketball for Greg Popovich, I don't know that I could get that legitimate basketball question answered. Mm-hmm. because of some of the questions that he just received. But it's a chicken and the egg thing because part of the reason he receives that caliber of question where the guy, you heard the second question, was like, so you started Danny Green on on Kevin Durant. It was like the Chris that Farley. It's kind of the Chris Farley sketch on, Chris Farley show sketch awesome. on SNL. That was, that didn't work, huh? Uh, so like, yeah, the, but the part of the reason he receives that kind of question is because he is so intimidating. And you know, he has put reporters better than, better than those on their heels. Yeah. But look, when a guy comes in and says, I'm tired of this.
0: <laughs> he knows, he knows. I mean, honestly, don't you think he is preparing for whatever battle comes with this Kawhi thing more so than whatever, however long it takes for them to get swept by the warriors. Like it feels like there's one bigger fish to fry for them right now, but it's, it's, it's it's refreshing in a way for someone to come in there and know that and just act as such and and know that he has to go through the motions here. Yeah. Um, well, he's. I'm sure he's very. I'm sure
1: them. he is very existential about this whole exercise. Oh. He, like yeah, he understands. Yeah, yeah. Like 92 final score. Kevin Durant. There's literally, literally, no one on that Spurs roster that can adequately guard Kevin Durant. No. Yeah. And as long as that's the case the the San Antonio Spurs are heading for a big all l in this
0: series Playoffs are oh, fun man, right now good.
1: though David playoffs are fun
0: I love did, did the you first time into of all action. eight games did you is there a memorable memorable moment for you or a game
1: well I didn't well I'll say that I've peeked into every single one mm-hmm. of them the only ones that I watched all the way through I watched Buck Celtics all the way through. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I watched Thunder Jazz most of the way through. I think that Thunder Jazz series is going to – although Timberwolves' Rockets was slightly more entertaining than I was going to give it credit for, but that was partly because the Rockets uh, were not hitting threes in the way yep. that they normally hit threes. They're without Anderson and Mute right now, so that could explain part of it. But uh, the Timberwolves just didn't didn't have enough there at the end. There was a weird – I guess travel, gather, call that uh was led to some controversy at the end of that game but but I love this Thunder Jazz series. Donovan Mitchell, he's No, oh, yeah. He's got a foot injury, but he's okay. He's going to play in game 2. And Paul George was just absolutely unstoppable. Got the playoff Paul George. Carmelo Anthony looks very stoppable. So weird. So weird to see Carmelo Anthony <sighs> just in this in like a Chris Bosh role, but playing worse than Chris Bosh did for any of uh, those.
0: Much worse. I mean, not not even. Uh, yeah, it's awful. It's it's, it's very bad. It's because very the whole bad. the whole
1: time we're going, you know, Car- but we're looking at Carmelo Anthony, and I gotta finish the thought. We're so we're we're looking at Car- Carmelo Anthony in in New York, and we're thinking, man, you just put some talent around this guy, and then that happens in Oklahoma City, and it, it might be. Oh wait, we waited too long. Or he waited he waited too long.
0: Yeah, yeah, it could be too late. So we were watching the Bucks Celtics game and tornado watch came on at the exact moment right before the half second inbounds play of regulation. So we saw the Rogier shot mm-hmm. that made it a three point game, mm-hmm. but we missed the Middleton three to send into overtime. So but then I watched it later with the Gus Johnson call. Have you seen this? Which was which was fantastic. Which is as Gus Johnson, as you would imagine. It's
1: great. He's fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Call. Let him call all the games. Let him get into the caucus and just do do everything remotely. Just need more. <laughs> it's the first round. We have the technology. It's not, it's we not, have the technology. Let's not take it so seriously. It's the it's the first round. He we're definitely going you to get do him do more every
0: yeah. every tight game, right? You could say, all right, we're going to bring in Gus Johnson to call the last this last second shot, and you could totally do that. Let's do it. Let's
1: get on an NBA. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to the show, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast. We'll uh, over the next couple of days, we should relive David some of our our finer moments. The uh, the chip, some of the drops that we've dropped oh, over the years. Man. We can we can just we'll take like we'll take. I'm not big on nostalgia. I'm I'm more yeah. of a future guy. So I don't want sure. to take I don't want to take too long I don't want to do it but let's take like two to three minutes at the beginning of, of every show and we'll just talk about some of our favorite moments on the show as we close out our era here on Locked On Hornets excited about the new era let me tell you and I, again I'm going to be here helping to produce the show you just won't you just won't hear me uh, every day you're going to hear Walker and uh, some of his amazing basketball takes so um, we're back again tomorrow uh, for David I'm Doug go Hornets go America. Let's Swarm Charlotte.